by Team Corker. I am so excited, as I usually am, but this week's guest is Alicia Woodside. And Alicia and I met back many, many years ago. She was working at Lululemon um, on the innovation team. And she's since gone on to perfect waffle for endurance junkies and rad humans. She's currently a technical writer at a tech company here in Vancouver. She resides in Squamish and is one of BC, if not Canada's finest ultra runners who is way too humble to brag about herself. Alicia, welcome to the cast. Thanks, Steph. Yeah, I'm super honored to be part of your podcast. I love listening to it. Well, thanks. I'm really glad. People are really going to enjoy listening to your crazy tales because I had the privilege of catching up with you after a trail run recently and realized, you know, not everyone gets to hear about this side of Alicia Woodside. <laughs> I'm pretty good at talking people's ear off, but um, I try not to do that all the time. You are excellent at communicating, Alicia. I will give you that. But what you are not excellent at is sharing about the crazy, epic stuff that you get up to in life. And admittedly, I have, of course, followed your journey for quite some time. And your teffles, your waffles made with teff. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. They really caught me. I have a secret crush, not so secret, on Kipchoge and learning of the things that Kipchoge eats. He consumes teff and you're making waffles with teff and you also have had some phenomenal results, experiences lately running. And when I come across people like you being awesome, I think, how the heck do you do it all and how do you make it work? So that's what I want to dive into on the cast today. Is that cool? Yeah, sounds fun. So where do we begin? Do you want to talk food, calories, or other? Oh, that all sounds really fun. <laughs> I don't know. You pick. Okay, let's, let's start with first F, which is your fastest known time set this summer, known as an FKT, but you like to call them funnest known times. <laughs> On the West Coast Trail here in BC, it was 75 kilometers, and you crushed the record by over two hours, running 75K in 11 and a half hours. And that's phenomenal. You're awesome. Way to go. And I want to hear about it. What was the impetus to take this on? I guess, yeah, it's a good question. I remember going camping maybe about six or seven years ago when I started trail running with my friend Tara and my friend Laurel, who you also know from back in the day. And we discovered this Carmana Walbrand Provincial Park, which is kind of halfway along the West Coast Trail, just like bordering it. And I remember seeing the, the length and the scale of the trail and just wanting to do it so badly. But this was like January it was crazy weather and you have to get a permit and all that before. So I just remember back then making it a goal of, okay, we're definitely running that in a day sometime. And I remember we went to a coffee shop somewhere on the Island after that. And some old man, he was like, there's no way you're doing that. It's not possible. You ladies can't do it. And I remember then being like, nope, we're going to do it. And 
I mean, back then it was kind of always proven that someone could do it because Gary Robbins had done it and yeah, more and more people started doing it. And so it just seemed like a really fun adventure and also a cool personal challenge to see how fast it could be run by women, especially because I guess I noticed the men's time and the women's times, like there was a bit of a gap and I thought, you know what, I think women can do it faster than that. So yeah, it just became kind of an audacious goal for several years to try to run it as fast as I could. It takes a lot of planning. You have to get your permit in, on January 1st. And um, last year I had planned to do it. I had my permit and everything, but then I got like super iron deficient. And so thankfully a month before I bowed out thinking like, okay, that won't be a good idea. And I just knew like, I think if you have a really big goal, you'll make it happen. So I just was patient and, and knew like, okay, this is something that I really am excited about. It's not just going to slip away. So yeah, my friend Tara and I had planned to do it this year on the solstice and then everything just worked out perfectly, kind of like a dream. Gosh. So I want to talk about a couple of things there. One is how, again, we will include accolades of Alicia's life in the show notes below because she won't tell us, but you have taken on a ton of crazy ass challenges and completed them. And when I see that, the one thing or one of the things that certainly comes to mind for me are the number of people you've met along the way who have told you you can't do things or have told you that you're crazy or have wonderfully, perhaps unrequested, planted seeds of doubt as to why that would be a bad idea. You're like, I didn't ask your opinion. I'm going to do something awesome. And so I want to know how you have so beautifully either, you know, silenced them or what, what have you done with the people that have given you unsolicited advice on not doing the crazy awesome things you've done? That's such a funny comment that you bring up because I usually, my preferred manner of attack is just to sit there and kind of like listen and I don't know I don't really I don't really say anything like I'll just smile and then I'm like okay tomorrow I'm going to go out there and let them know through my actions I guess like um and then maybe more and more people will will do that and then they'll kind of realize but yeah it's always funny it's always like testing my patience because I'll just sit there and nod right I'll sit and nod, she says. The other interesting piece is in the differential between men and women's times. And I love that you're up for breaking that down. Do you know what the men's fastest known time on the West Coast Trail is? It's really fast. I don't know if it's been broken since, but Matt Cecil had the uh, West Coast Trail time and he had 9.32. Wow. Yeah, so it's super fast. That's phenomenal. And there's, as you mentioned, though, there's so much that goes into making that a perfect day. And so like the mud alone and rainfall alone can make a huge difference in that experience. Yeah, we got super lucky because like I said, you have to pick your day on January 1st. And, you know, it's just luck of the draw. And we got so lucky we had because it was the solstice, we had daylight the entire time and it was a super dry month so we actually got to skip a lot of the there's cable cars that are really heavy that you have to pull yourself across but we got to walk through a bunch of them because you could literally walk the streams wow 
I mean, that's sad from a global warming perspective, but it's great if you're setting <laughs> on trails, I suppose. I also think it's super wet now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, okay. So like I said, this is among only one of many of the cool things you did and you've done rather. And I wanted to know the top three things you're most proud of before we jumped on this cast. And you replied anything with my friend Tara because she sends me into a different state. And while I think that's a beautiful answer, and I think Tara is a very lucky and awesome human, I still want to know the answer to that question. And I want to know what you as Alicia are most proud of And maybe it's only one thing, Alicia. But athletically, tell me what you look back on and and you have a great sense of pride around. Well, I stick to my answer, but like (laughs) the runs with Tara were the West Coast Trail. And we also did the House on Crest Trail quickly. And both of them, like the West Coast Trail is something, I think when it's with a teammate, then it's way more fun and meaningful to me. And so... I can get into this other state. Whereas, yeah, it just means a lot more to share it with someone uh, for me personally. And then, yeah, like during the House on Crest Trail, for example, like we did that last year. During the beginning, like Tara was fitter that day and I was like, you should drop me here, like (laughs) right in the first hour. Yeah, I told her, I'm like, you know what? You seem way stronger on this climb. I can tell you could drop me. You should just leave me and she wouldn't she wouldn't let me she's like no you're doing great and she kept just like shutting me up and then it worked out like exactly how she said it would and because she pushed me I think because of that teamwork element it's usually is probably my best days and can you brag did you set the FKT on the house down crest trail as well um we did for now but uh yeah we'll see you're incredible. And how long and fast did you do that in? I don't remember exactly, but um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's like 430 something. Like, um, Is it 50 kilometers? No, um, it's not that far. It's only like 28k or something, but it's super technical. Super technical. Got it. Enough said. Yeah. I actually think it's one of the most technical trails, is it not? In the lower mainland of Vancouver, at least? Yeah, I think it is. Like, you can definitely fall pretty bad. Uh, There's a lot of big points with, like, rocks and tons of roots. I was like, it's a good place where people die. Let's be honest. (laughs) You think? I don't know. (laughs) I think Search and Rescue comes there frequently. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. So moving on from your crazy adventures, what I think is notable, as you mentioned, that when we worked together at Lululemon, uh, I said you worked on the innovation team and you said my title was inventor. And (laughs) how appropriate that almost a decade later, you've now invented Delicious Waffle. If you were to look back on your time at Lululemon, what were you inventing and how did that career stop come into your life? Yeah, so... It was cool because I actually went to business school and I never felt like I fit in there. I really enjoyed the courses, but when it came time to like, okay, do you guys want to work at P&G or Deloitte? Just none of it resonated. And obviously I was really a sports junkie. So somehow I ended up working on the innovation team at Lululemon. I think I had some time before that where I just thought really long and hard to myself about, okay, what would you want to do for free? you know, Mm. what would you commit for the next 10 years to doing every weekday and you would love it so much that you would be willing to do it without getting paid. And so that kind of led me 
down that path. I think I even just emailed, I think I found my current manager on LinkedIn and like reached out. There wasn't a posting or anything. And yeah, I just, I got to work on really fun projects because our team basically worked on anything that the rest of the product development team was kind of struggling to resolve during the tighter production calendar. So we worked on things like inventing a sweat-proof pocket that you could put your phone in and that you wouldn't sweat through. Or we worked on testing the antimicrobial properties of clothing. So we ran all these like wacky experiments where we got people to get clothing really sweaty and then we got people literally smell testing them. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, and everything from yoga mats to clothing. So speaking of inventing, you were inventing interesting, fun things at Lululemon. And fast forward now, you have invented a new waffle. You've invented the Teffel. And I want to know the origin. Where did this come from? And um, what's the future of Teffels? Yeah, that's a great question. So I guess it's been years that I've really wanted to start my own company. And it's been a hilarious process because I would basically brainstorm and I would start a company and I would start a website and then think, I don't know. And I'd kind of leave it. And then the next year, literally same time of year, probably September every year, I'd start brainstorming. I'd start a website and then I would like go to apply for the business license and not feel quite jazzed enough. Or I'd run into someone at Nestor's and think, Oh God, I'm glad he didn't ask me what I'm doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized like, okay, that's probably not the right idea. So I kind of kept going to it. And then I started realizing that food is something that every year that passes, I get more and more excited about it. And it becomes a bigger part of my life and something I care more deeply about. So I started... Um, how, do you, how did you handle all of this start and stops of business ideas on napkins and throwing them away? You know... It just felt really, I felt like I saved myself. So I never felt bad. It was like, oh, thank goodness I didn't do that. Rather than getting down the path and it getting kind of murky. And then later, once you get more invested, having to call it quits. So I always viewed it as really positive. Like, okay, that wasn't the right thing. And it was almost humorous to go back the next year and look at, oh, look at that. I have a draft Wix site already ready. (laughs) <laughs> amazing. amazing. It's, it's such beautiful perspective. I think we can get so hung up on failed ideas or ideas that it's like, it sounds awesome in the moment and now we have to call it quits and to be able to not be hard on yourself about it is phenomenal. And I love that you care about food and that's wonderful to hear. So you care about food more than ever. And yeah. And so then I had all these other random ideas like in like tech or like tourism and then finally my husband was like why don't you just make a company out of those waffles you make because we were making teff waffles at home and for family events like say on christmas day sometimes my stepmom would wouldn't bake like a really decadent breakfast and i started like slipping in the teff flour instead to make it healthier and so i just realized like well oh yeah like why hadn't i thought of that so i decided to go for it with the knowledge that a food business is in here in BC, it's quite easy to start one up because there's so many farmers markets where you can go out and test the business without, you know, spending or investing too much money before you start. 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it all started. So you've been making waffles and you've been selling them at farmer's markets. And you said that you have technical job within a tech company to self-fund these waffles. Is that true? Yeah, totally. So I basically am doing consulting like three to four days a week. And then outside of that, I'm hustling waffles. <laughs> um, so usually the markets, like the one in Squamish is on Saturdays. So I'll go to my commercial kitchen on Fridays and just like have a bake spree, do a lot of like quality assurance testing, make sure the taste is good. <laughs> Yeah, and then Saturday's market day and kind of like, I guess the whole process too is really good production testing and recipe testing. Uh, so I have this like really neurotic note-taking report every week where I like go through everything I learned from the production process and the farmer's market. And yeah, I just try to like make incremental improvements each week. Incredible. And what's the future? What's the vision? Where do you want to take these waffles? I really want to be basically a healthy version of Egos. So I'd really love to be in Nestor's market and um, I need to make more legit packaging. Right now I have like these really simple, it works for farmer's market type of packaging, but it's not, it, I'm, it's not something I'm proud of. So yeah, and I think it's important for people to try something new. It has to kind of stand out on the shelf. So my next step is definitely um, designing packaging and then seeing how it goes introducing it into retail. I love it. What did your husband think of this idea now that you've actually taken action on his idea? Oh man, he's so great. Admittedly, and as you know, Steph, it's sometimes hard when you start a business because you don't have the same structure as when you're employed sometimes. And I find like in between spurts of progress, sometimes I can get a little bit down. Like say in between a market or something, I'll be like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> and anything, any doubt I say to him, he's like, what are you talking about? Like people love your waffles. Get to it. Get your packaging done. Yeah. So it's like such a good check to kind of like hold me accountable. And I think because he knows how productive I am, he'll be like, why don't you have your packaging yet? <laughs> Yeah, the delay. It's so true. The joy and the outcome and all of the things that come with running a business are undeniable. And yet, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to state something too broadly, but it can also be one of the loneliest careers. And when you actually take responsibility for what you're putting out in the world, the cheerleader is yourself. There isn't a board of directors or a CEO to approve. It's all you. And then you hope people will buy. And that's the joy of a market. I just love markets full of makers. And while I'm not doing anything nearly as cool as waffles, I think the joy of making something is, is just the best. And it says, I took the time out of my life to make something for you. Thanks. Like, thanks for showing up to buy it. Cause here it is. And <laughs> I think that's awesome and way to go on making waffles. Thank you. Well, and I think your business is super rad. I love reading your, your newsletters. Most businesses, I would not be able to say, I love reading their newsletter. Well, that's awesome. Thanks, friend. That we're almost at time, but I have some rapid fire questions that I think you'll have some interesting answers for. So can we play this game? Sure, I'd love to. All right. I want to know who you think everyone should follow on Instagram. That's so hard. I'm not great at Instagram. 
great. Um, I love that even more. There's one funny one called Ultra Running Memes. You would think that's funny. Enough <laughs> said. Um, what book is on your side table? I'm reading um, Alex Honnold's book right now. It's called Alone on the Wall. It's really good. Cool. Nice. Uh, what's your favorite podcast to listen to on your commute to the city? I have a few. Um, I really like yours. I love how it's like jam-packed. I also like how I built this a lot and credit it for tons of inspiration. I also love um, Lauren Fleshman's podcast, Work, Play, Love. I love it. All three. I mean, yeah. I on the first one, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lauren's awesome. She's a super rad human, hey? Yeah, she really inspires me. Just be your freaking self, right? Yeah. Your favorite trail run, um, and I say this, I was going to say your favorite trail run for an everyday trail runner, but why would I ever put you in that everyday box? I, I don't care how far, how long, anywhere in the world, your favorite place you've run. That's such a hard question because I say it all the time about like a thousand things. I think just one that popped into my head, I think the most incredible experience I've ever had on a trail run was running the East Coast Trail in Newfoundland. Cool. Um, it's just super beautiful and the people there are so friendly like they literally invited us into their homes and fed us and made campfires for us and it's just incredible did you set the fastest known time there too no my friend and i did it like in a weekend ah beautiful love it okay what are two things you would never leave home without uh so for most days i always bring like my pour over for coffee and like some really good decaf. <laughs> decaf, hey? Yeah. I try to only have like one cup of caffeinated coffee and I find I have this really good decaf from Rooftop Coffee and it's like helped me. It's weaned me off of multi-cup addiction. All right. I love it. Um, and then, yeah, just runners and a change of clothes. <laughs> ready to run anytime she says <laughs> what is one BHAG that's on the list that you will take on in 2020 that's a really good question definitely the the retail I have one short-term goal it's not like a it's, I, it's not really a BHAG because it's short-term but my short-term goal to kind of keep me focused is to sell 500 packages of waffles at Nestor's by January 2020. I love it. Awesome. And if you could go for a trail run with anyone in the world, who would it be? Oh, that's a good question too. Probably someone in my family, <laughs> my mom or my sister. You are awesome. Of course <laughs> you would. Of course you would. Well, the last question I ask, and we wrap every podcast at Team Corker with, is what is currently making your heart beat faster, Alicia? Definitely. I love the fall weather. I'm excited for a really productive fall. And then also my most favorite race is this weekend, which is the Golden Ultra. Definitely getting my heartbeat faster because it's you run up into the Alpine and I'm pretty sure it'll be snowy up there. So I'm pretty excited for that. Are you racing this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to be doing the stage race. Where is this? It's um, at Kicking Horse Mountain in Golden, BC incredible and how so the stage race meaning it's three days yeah it's three days and how far are you running the first day is sort of like a grouse grind just vertical 
Uh, the second day is something like 50K or 60K. And then the third day is like a really nice, luxurious rolling half marathon. Well, Alicia, you're incredible. I hope you have an excellent race. I hope you sling a ton of waffles. And I just hope you never, ever stop being so perfectly, wonderfully, beautifully yourself. And I appreciate that so much about you. And I feel honored that I got to steal some, some of your time between runs and your pour over to jam. So thank you for that. Oh, thanks so much. It was such an honor to be on your podcast. Well, you'll get to listen to it on your next commute. I don't know. I can't listen to myself. (laughs) Uh, Go run fast, girl. You're awesome. Thanks, Steph.